My people at the Halo, good evening. Welcome to Don't Forget to Flush, uh, your very own podcast um, that is built around a simple idea that it is possible for us to um, hang out together every evening and we talk about the issues and talk about things that are going on around us. And when we look back at it together, at the end of the day, you could choose to flush it all down <laughs> or keep the ones that you want to keep. But hey, it's the night. You're here. Welcome to Don't Forget to Flush. My name is Namo. I'll be your host as usual. Um, hopefully, um, you wouldn't mind the fact that I'm the one hosting by myself, but you would look forward to it every evening because it's my own opportunity of being able to just share with you guys some of the things that I'm just thinking about. And so tonight, we're going to be talking about um, um, some of the things that have been going on, right? So the first thing that I was going to talk about is we're going to talk about sports, um, specifically about the United States women's soccer team. And uh, maybe we could skew it more to the point of their 13-0 trashing or of the Thailand women's team. And so that'll be an interesting thing for us to talk about. Um, also, uh, I'll be talking about one of my very interesting things that I had to do very recently, um, which seems to be fading away, but I just took out time to, um, you know, remind myself of what that feels like. That'll be coming on later and we'll be talking about libraries. Um, very interesting. All right. So, um, buckle up, sit tight. If you're at home, if you're on the road, uh, keep your eyes peeled, uh, but keep your ears glued. Uh, this is, don't forget to flush. My people, my people, my people, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is Don't Forget to Flush, your uh, wonderful podcast uh, built around the African Renaissance, uh, social commentary, and everything else in between. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Namo, and um, yeah, I'll just be spending a few minutes just chatting with you guys. So what you all think about what's going on in sports right now with the women's national team of the United States? That was major. That was major. Wow, 13-0. Man, what a game. I don't know if you guys have been following the women's uh, national team at the very ongoing, <laughs> very current um, World Cup right now in France. And, um, you know, when I look back at the game, my biggest thing isn't really how they played because, you know, there were times when the, you know, the women national team of Thailand, uh, when they could get behind and they could, they were even threatening to score and their game was somewhat good. But, you know, as uh, the god of soccer will have it, as they say, um, it turned out that they were losing badly because it was as though every attack that the U.S. national team went for, it was working. I mean, they were scoring goals. They were scoring goals so much that they ended up scoring 13, 13 0. They were breaking records. And, you know, folks talk about the records. Let me dive into a few records of mine. So, this is what I think, right? Three things. One, we need to pay the women the same as the men. We have to do that. I mean, come on. 13 0, great headline, World Cup. I mean, this is World Cup, 
not the version of you know when the USA's were doing like World Cup for NFL and it's just only America playing. I'm talking about World Cup, like a hundred and something, 186 different countries or 92. I uh, can't even figure out a number right now, but, you know, it's like the whole world and, you know, through all the qualifiers and everything, now they're playing 32 teams at the World Cup in their own group, 13-0 first game, come on. If there's no reason why, if there's any reason why anybody should pay them the same as the men, it's, I mean, this is a perfect excuse. They're bringing in the eyeballs. But if you look at the men's team, we have the Gold Cup coming up. And um, they lost again. They lost to Venezuela. I mean, so so think about it, guys. Uh, the very first thing about the U.S. national team is that they make a very good case for why we shouldn't. It shouldn't be a topic of conversation. You get what I'm saying? This is 2019, and we're still busy talking about oh, should we pay them the same? You know, should we? You know, with all with all the with all the noise and the news about their sport, where we're asking if we. Should, in fact, in my opinion, they should be paid more. So that's just one thing. Let's get it out of the way. I believe strongly, and I hope you do listening, um, that we should pay the same. We should offer them the same levels of incentives, the same level of remuneration. In fact, they should get more kickback because they're doing great. I mean, 13-0, what can I say? You could, you could argue that the game is weak. You could argue and say, oh, men's soccer is more popular. And I'll argue back and be like, it's not about that. It's all about the paying consumer. People are watching their games, and so they deserve to be treated the same way as the other teams. But besides, they're, they're representing the whole country, so everybody should treat them the same. That, that's just my point. Um, but the second thing that I wanted to talk about, um, and I don't know if you guys have thought about this, but think about the scoreline. It was 13-0. 13-0 means two things. It's either that the U.S. national team is using voodoo and the Thailand women team didn't know what hit them, which I don't think is the case, but that's what the scoreline looks like. Or the Thailand team, we're not ready for this World Cup in any way, shape or form. Or maybe they don't even have the players. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? But one, yes, the Thailand women team should put their head up high. It is what it is. It's soccer. But, I mean, 13 goals. Wow. Everybody needs to be put into a room and questions asked. Like, how are you feeling right now? Like, we don't want people to get out of this World Cup and somebody's now saying that he's suicidal or he's depressed. It's just a game. So 13-0 really affects your, your brain. It would affect your heart and your mind. Um, so I, I think that's the second thing. We, we should also try to make sure that, um, you know, if somebody's losing that much, it's really okay to call the other team and say, ah, Mona, Mona, take a miss you now. Mona, calm down. You guys shouldn't, I mean, 4-0. You knew you were going to win the game. Okay, 5-0. At that point, you should have been like, you know what? This 5-0 means that chances are this other team is just waiting for the final whistle. Now, when it became 6-0, at 6-0, ah, <laughs> you know, they should have just started just, you know, playing the ball with themselves at the back and just be like, you know, let's just give them one to score. But everybody's like, no, it is, you know, one of the players came out and said, it is disrespectful for them to slow down or, or play differently because they've scored so many goals. Now, I, I get you. I get you. I mean, it's a game. It's a sport. But every sport has some level of uh, camaraderie or some level of, um, 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 would I say, humility attached to it. I mean, at 7-0, at 8-0, even at 8-0, you just be like, 
Bros, bros, sister, sister, wait, 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 wait. Ah, me will just let some of us start falling down and claiming that we are tired. You know, it's like it's like any small touch, you should fall on the floor and just waste the time. I mean, it's eight zero. Now, when he got to nine zero, at that point, if I was the coach of the Thailand team, I'll just walk across to the US coach and just be like, ah, sister. I beg, hold on, first of all, let's just talk about this thing because it's 9-0. My people are demoralized. You, you, we know we've lost already, but at 9-0, come on now. Then when it became 10-0, wow. I, I don't know what the American coach was doing, but, you know, in my mind, I was like, if, if, if it's 10-0 and your girls are still playing that fast and with that heavy attention, um, now you're being petty. You know, because now it's no longer about the, the goals anymore. Now you've gone into a whole different level. And then it became 11-0. Then it became 12-0. But guys, this brings me to the third thing that I wanted to talk about. And it was when the score became 13-0. My biggest issue that I had. Now remember, I've already said they should be paid the same. I've already talked about the fact that as these goals were going in, people should have thought about it or talked about it. But at 13-0, the coach of the U.S. women's national team celebrated this 13-0 like it was 2-1 at extra time. Now, that 13th goal was scored at extra time. It was scored at like maybe 98, 91st minute, right? So they had three minutes of extra time. The 13th goal, number 1-3. Yes, you heard me right. Number 1-3 was scored in the 91st minute. But think about it. It was caught at the 91st minute and the coach was celebrating like it was 1-1 and they just scored on the 91st minute and it became 2-1. Ah, man. Oh, God. Wow. I don't know how to describe this. I'm like, now, now I have reasons to question your motives because I'm like... I get it when the players were rejoicing, right? So I, I, we're watching the game. 4-0, 5-0, they were celebrating 6-0. I mean, come on. 7-0, you all are running to the sideline and you're cheering. 8-0, like, what are you celebrating? It's your very first game. It's your very first game and you're celebrating like you've, you've, you've beaten the German team or the British team. or, And then at 13-0, your coach. Now... That's my argument. Hold on. If the coach is celebrating the 13th goal in that manner, with all the excitement and the vigor for a game you already won that was at the 91st minute, you are sure there is no comeback happening. Now you're painting a picture that this game was too easy or you are like uh, that is the one thing that I, I i don't understand and i get all the people that have been coming around saying oh you know they couldn't have you know taken a back seat they couldn't have backpedaled they couldn't have done this they couldn't have done that i'm sorry guys i i i just feel like for this particular conversation we really need to talk about the fact that the way they reacted for that game really cast a light about the sport and that's not the way the sport is. Now, now you all have to let me know what you think. You can connect with us uh, on our email. Send me an email. Let me know. Um, it's don't forget to flush. Uh, don't. Uh, the number four, uh, get. The number two, flush, pod. 
pod at gmail.com. That's our, that's our email address. Don't forget to flushpod at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what you think. But from where I sit, A, we should pay the teams equally, if not more for the women's team. B, yes, we should consider having conversations about how your team should play when you're winning heavy. But more importantly, three, man, the celebrations, even as the goals were going into that amount. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and you know, the interesting thing about this is, interesting thing about this is soccer is not built around the number of goals per se, right? It's not like basketball where, you know, as you're scoring, your whole idea is to have more points than the other person or like the NFL, like football. You want to have more points than the other person, right? So if it is 32-17 and then it's 32-33, you know, it's all about the count. Soccer is about the win. When you win, you get three points. When you win again, you get three points. And then, you know, based on the ranking on who gets how many wins, that's how you find out who's going to top the group and who's going to move on. And then when you go to the next game, 4-0, 2-1, if you win, you win. You move on. The whole game is built around the win. And so when you leave the concept of the win and you go into the concept of the trash, which is what I think 7-0 feels like, we'll be like, ah, ah, madam, brother, you are showing yourself. Oh. Then you now leave the concept of the trash. And then you get into the concept of the routing. You know, as they say, you, you, is it route? You, you've routed or routed. You routed, routed. The same thing, tomato, tomatoes. The point is that you've now gone into annihilation level, 9-0, 10-0. But if you are celebrating 13-0 for a game you already won 90 minutes earlier, ah, man, we have to take you to church. Oh. This is the one we have to be bringing a pastor we we'll have to bring in some religious people to, to, to you know, a therapist. You know, we should sit them down and say, really, what's going through your mind at this point for you to be rejoicing over 13-0? You already won. But anyways, let me all, let, let us know what you think. Send us an email. Don't forget to flushpod at gmail.com. Um, my name is Namo. And uh, yeah, man, coming up is the next segment. Let's talk about this. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Don't Forget to Flush. Yes. Uh, and um, yeah, you could follow us on social media at Don't Forget to Flush. Uh, that's our IG on Instagram. And on Twitter, uh, Don't Forget to Flush P. Uh, don't Forget to Flush P. Now, the forget is the number four and the to flush is the number two on Twitter. Uh, please follow us. Uh, and yeah, send us a note, send us a message. And once again, our email is don't forget to flush pod at gmail.com. So welcome, welcome back to Don't Forget to Flush. It's a podcast that's focused on African Renaissance, culture commentary, and of course, toilet seat conversations. <laughs> uh, and so that's the way our flow is. So um, past the main segment, let's talk about some of the things going on culturally, right? Uh, the one thing I wanted to just talk about and, you know, for us to think about culturally that is going on um, has been the ongoing conversations about, you know, visit Africa. Now think about it this way. For most people that are Africans, there's never been a better time to be alive outside of Africa. What, what do I mean? I mean, 
Afrobeat is Afrobeat music is is in there. The dance steps are showing up in people's music videos. Um, artists are collaborating more with African artists like never before. Um, there are tons of African artists or African heritage artists. In my opinion, there's folks who um, are first generation or second generation, or even you know like they came to the country, whether it's in the U.S., in Europe, in 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 other parts of the world, um, and they're putting out good music, good art. Um, for those of them that are on TV, for those of them um, you know that are performing in Hollywood. It's a good time to be alive. Like you switch on the TV now, you not just see black people, but you see Africans. I mean, I'm not talking about African-Americans now. I'm talking about Africans who, you know, you could say, hey, your accent is weird or you don't talk well or, um, you know, whatever the criticisms are, you know, but they're performing, they're on TV, we're seeing them and that. So it's great. It's awesome. Now, the other side of it, uh, which has been going on, has been this um, push uh, by Africans um, to have a lot more African-Americans connect with the continent, right? Now, I'm not saying it hasn't been happening before, but, you know, there's been all this new love for traveling to South Africa or going to Ghana for Christmas or going to Nigeria or traveling to other parts of Africa. Uh, and, and even in the midst of, you know, all the unrest, uh, shout out to the people of Sudan that are going through great distress right now that the world community is not even talking about. Um, you know, the killings of the protesters and everybody's trying to shout, shine the light on it. And when I mean everybody, I mean everybody else. But if you look at the media in the U.S., for instance, it's not even on the news. At best, it will just be a blip in the grand scheme of things. Um, but in the face of all of that, what, what I'm trying to say is that culturally, there's a, there's a big push. There's an expectation that people will connect with the continent. Um, so what I what I want you all to just think about and, you know, send us an email. Don't forget to flushpod at gmail.com or on Instagram as don't forget to flush or on Twitter as don't forget to flush P, the letter P. Um, just send us a note and, you know, share with us what you think. But, you know, here's the thought. There is a need for us to showcase our culture and who we are, but there is now an even presence even stronger need for those of us in the diaspora to sort of help get our house in order so that people can visit. Like, like the continent has exported so many people. I'm not talking about slavery now or what that looked like. I'm just talking about more recently with the rise of all these things that we talked about, whether it's people trying to come to visit or, or music or in arts or performance. But what the one thing that is missing is that for the folks in Africa, actually, the folks in the respective countries of Africa, things haven't particularly gotten any better. You know, if they had the opportunity, they would check out too. Um, so as this big push is happening for folks to come visit, I think there's an equal expected reaction for those that belong to the continent, that live abroad, to figure out how they can also be a voice and a participant in the building, reconstruction, fixing, repairing, uh, whatever word that you can use to qualify how we have to help the folks back home. Um, I know there are certain governments that are doing great, others still trying to figure themselves out. Uh, most of the countries are young, past uh, colonialism. Um, the United States, for instance, is 200 and something years, and, and Nigeria, as an instance, is what? We're barely 60. So what is happening is there is an opportunity for us to help. 
Now, we'll talk, the, we'll talk about this a lot more in other episodes, but I just wanted to put it out there and, and, you know, get some feedback as to when you think about, and this is the big question, when you think about how we should ask folks to be a part of helping build Africa. You know, it's like, it's like somebody saying, it's like somebody saying, hey, I'm expecting visitors for Christmas, but pretty much all year long, you've not bothered to clean up the house, you know, or your parents, like when we were in boarding school, I remember when I was in boarding school or like when I was in university and, you know, my parents are going to come see us in school and they give us a date. I don't know how it happens, but it's right at that time when we find out the date and there's a few more days before they arrive, or if not on the day, our eyes just get cleared up or something. Like the veil on our eyes opens up and all of a sudden we look around and it seems, it seems like we've been living in a pigsty. It feels like we've been living in the in the, in the the craziest, dirtiest place. And so when we look at it, it's like we now have to dress up everything. But really the, the point about what I'm saying is that there's a need for us to sort of clean up. You know, there's a need for us to help clean up. If we're asking people to come and be a part of what's going on, we need to be able to clean it up in a manner for them to have the right context, right? Okay, so we have issues with electricity. I really don't think that we should ignore the obvious fact that we need to have the right kinds of um, people or areas in place. So I'm talking about like the airport, right? It should be in such a way that we can actually welcome people in and be like, man, this is a place we can see what we can see their effort. So let's come in and help. Maybe, maybe I'm not making sense with this. Maybe it's just an opinion. Uh, but let me know. Let me know what you think. Um, don't forget to flushpod at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Where where can we tell people to start from? And that's just us on this segment talking about culture commentary. Um, don't forget to flush. Uh, we'll be back in a jiffy. Welcome back uh, to Don't Forget to Flush Pod, uh, the podcast uh, built for you, by you, uh, f- uh, through you, to you. I'm just playing with words at this point. I'm, I'm <laughs> not even sure which one I'm saying anymore. But there's uh, everything about you. There's you, Sha, and there's the podcast, Sha. And this podcast is dedicated to you. And so this segment is the Dingpa segment. And, uh, and I'll tell the story about this. Dingpa segment is really built around um, trying to understand uh, how I can share with you all some of my thoughts, but more uh, from a perspective of making up an accent. Now, please don't focus on the accent, but if the accent works for you, great. Uh, but I just want to get into the zone and get into a personality so that I can actually share some thoughts uh, about some of the things that we've already talked about. And so here goes uh, with Dingba, uh, which is an Igbo word to mean um, uh, man's man. All right, let's go. It's the Dinkba segment. Let's go. <laughs> so welcome back. <laughs> welcome back uh, to Don't Forget to Flush. <laughs> this is the Dinkba segment, and Dinkba is on the radio. Dinkba is on the podcast. Is it the podcast? Okay, podcast. Yes, not the radio, but really. Uh, even natural, what I want to share with you all, <laughs> because uh, earlier Namo was talking about the soccer game. So, but uh, our people say that uh, it is the mosquito <laughs> that does not see the movement of the hand uh, that feels that it will be able to bite and live a long life. <laughs> uh, because uh, you know what that means. But uh, that is the reason why we have to warn the U.S. women national team. Yotago. Because now they're celebrating 13-0, 13-0, 13-0. 
They've not played the second game. They've not played the third game. They still have a long way to go. They are celebrating, celebrating. Ne, if they beat them and wallop them, <laughs> it will be Humpty Dumpty part two. <laughs> because they are doing 13-0 now. I was going over 6-0. If somebody comes and beats them, uncle, 1-0 self, people will celebrate their downfall more than the 13-0 that they had. So... What my advice is, is very simple. I say, Dengba. <laughs> Let me just tell them. Uh, because national team, just uh, keep your eyes on the prize. And just go out there and make a difference. Uh, this is Dingba signing out. Uh, don't forget to flush. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome back to uh, Don't Forget to Flush. Um, and right now, it's all about toilet seat conversations. Uh, we had to put this in there because we want to spend time at the end of our podcast to just sort of talk about things um, from the position of the one place in our lives and in our homes where the most amount of ideas and thinking happens. Yep, I said it. It's on the toilet seat. Toilet seat conversations coming up. All right, welcome back. Don't forget to flush. Right here coming at you. My name is Namo. Uh, you can catch me on social media at Namo Worldwide, N-A-M-O Worldwide, or you could check me out on my website, www.namoworldwide.com, N-A-M-O-W-O-R-O-R, hey, Jesus, I can't even spell this thing, www.namoworldwide.com, all as one word. Um, check me out there, or you could follow us on our social media, don't forget to flush uh, P, uh, Twitter, uh, so you put the letter P at the end of, but on Instagram is those don't forget to flush uh, on Facebook. We're also don't forget to flush as a page. And of course, send us an email at don't forget to flush at gmail.com. Now let's sort of dig in a bit in um, something that I feel we all need to think about again. And I'm talking about libraries. Um, you know, very recently I stepped out to uh, go visit a library. And, you know, I remember when libraries was like the main thing before Google. You know, Google sort of just went hard on libraries. It was like Google called library and was like, library, what are you doing? Eh? People are searching for things very difficultly. They're talking to people they don't like. So I'm going to beat you up right now. And, and Google came up and became the, you know, used the same terminologies like libraries and files and search and all those kind of things. And it's the future, right? And so everybody Googles and not as many people visit the libraries. And so I just wanted to take out this time to just put something in your mind um, so that when next you're on the toilet, hey, think about this. Those libraries still exist. Uh, some of them rely on donations and um, support from individuals like ourselves. Uh, some of them do get a lot of grants. Uh, some of them are in municipal buildings. Some of them are standalone. Uh, but the common thread is that they still do have a lot of good, good books, you know, that it might just do well if you're a parent listening to this for you to just take out time, take the kids out, go to the children's section and just have them read, you know, um, or just have them play with books, provided they don't destroy the books like, you know, uh, but I just think it's one of those things for us to think about again, you know, libraries, you know, can we can we still go back to those days when we can take out time and leave everything else and just spend time in the library? Um, I, I want to start building that habit to myself. And so that's why I'm just sharing and talking about it. On the other side about the toilet seat conversations, um, you know, I, I just want us to just take a, take a feather from the U.S. women's national team and soccer. 
they, they prepared, um, they qualified, they went out there, they played a very great game and they scored a lot of goals. And so if you're listening to this, that's what life should feel like, right? It should feel like scoring a lot of goals. You get in, you done everything right, and you get into the pitch. Your goal is to have, you know, life come at you in a manner where you can score as many goals. But for this particular segment, I just want to see from the Thailand women's team side. They prepared as well. You know, they lost one of their games 6-1 before they even came into the competition. But the whole idea is that they continue to play, right? It wasn't a case of at 10-0, at 6-0, at 4-0, any other team would have had like tons of tackles. They would have said, oh, you know what, we're going to foul so much and one person will get a red card and then people will blame it on the fact that it was 11 players versus 10 players. They could have done anything, but they didn't do any of that. In fact, the game was one of the most peaceful games that I've seen in a while. Like people weren't fighting and pushing themselves and attacking themselves like some other games. And, and so I think that's what we need to take out of life. You know, I think the lesson from the Thailand women's team is where we should be. Not that the goals are in great, but we should be gracious in defeat. We should be humble to understand that, you know, even if we have life going right with our own qualifiers, as it were, we get to the World Cup big stage and we get trashed. Well, that's just life. But while all that is happening, we shouldn't be bitter. We shouldn't be fighting. We shouldn't be trying to kill the other person literally because that's what I would have. I'm telling you if I, if I was the one that somebody was scoring those kind of goals man you lose a limp that's just what it is you know an ankle or a thigh you know you can't be the highest goal scorer on this competition you're gone right now red card for everybody you know that kind of thing but they didn't do any of that and so as I sign off from this podcast today I feel like that is one thing that we should learn right and you know we should learn that even life comes at you very hard you should think about it closely and ask yourself and say, hey, maybe I should be like the Thailand theme. Even when it's coming at me hard, I shouldn't make rash decisions. I shouldn't think about taking my own life. I shouldn't think about doing any of those things that would harm other people or make other people get into some depressed zone because of our own decisions. We should just take it on the chin and go on to the next one and just learn our lessons and be better. And so with that, folks, this is Don't Forget to Flush. Like I said, please catch us on Instagram. Don't forget to flush. On Twitter, don't forget to flush. P, Facebook, don't forget to flush. Email us, please. Don't forget to flush pod at gmail.com. It's the number four and the number two in between. Don't forget to flush pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Namo. I'll catch you on the next episode. Yes, sir. We out. Peace.